All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Connecting to the Methernet. Methernet now connected. is the Wally and Mathot Show live. Now, here are your hosts, Brent Wallace and Mark Mathot. Uh, hello, everybody. Season's greetings. Hope you had a happy holiday. I'm Brent Wallace. He's Mark Mathot. This show is always brought to you by sportsinteraction.com. Go to sportsinteraction.com slash Wally Mathot and get in on the best odds around. They are Canada's online casino and sportsbook, and you can do full betting on all the World Junior stuff, by the way, going on right now. Uh, Canada coming into the Austria game tomorrow. The over-under, by the way, meth, nine and a half. So they're expecting Whoa. lots of goals to be scored, perhaps, in that game. Yeah. Um, also coming up in the show, we have Igor Sokolov. That's right. Sharkolov is here. Uh, he's going to chat to us about his World Junior experience, all that stuff. Plus, we'll get an update just on how his Christmas went, uh, what it's like to be in Belleville and away from your family at Christmas time. Also, uh, lots of other things going on. Meth, how was your Christmas? It was good. Um, 
really relaxed. We had my my in-laws over and my parents, my brother and, his sis, and um, my sister-in-law. And I cooked the turkey and hosted this year again. I feel like we're hosting a lot more than we should be. Uh, so I didn't really get a chance to actually enjoy it as much as maybe I'd like to. But next year, we'll punt it over to my brother. So other than that, it was a success. Everything worked out well. I would assume you would have had like the, the butler come and carve up the turkey. <laughs> no, I love to cook. Like that's what I do. So it's all good. Uh, what about you guys? Was Lisa baking up a storm or what? Uh, she she can cook. So yeah, she did uh, Christmas Eve dinner and stuff. So it was, uh, it was a seafood medley of stuff. So I just picked mm. my way through it. Nice. That's nice. awesome. It's like, well, is this so lobster? Do... I'm just going to put it over here. So you didn't do like a turkey or a ham or a roast no. or anything? On New Year, on Christmas Eve, it's always this different kind of something different. Uh, we make something different every year. Uh, on Christmas Day, there's always a turkey or ham uh, at her in-laws uh, that they uh, have. But we didn't have that this year. So anyway, uh, nice. no turkey dinner. But I'm okay with that. You know what? Yeah. It doesn't have to be turkey. It, and it no. probably wouldn't be cooked properly. <laughs> well lisa could cook it i'm sure she's i know i know she's terrific because you guys i never said this on the last show you brought me a beautiful bottle of wine and, and a little box of baked goods that i know lisa made and wally it lasted like three days in my house it was insane she is so good so pretty, you're very fortunate uh yeah they're pretty good uh all right let's just move on shall we uh by the way Follow along in the chat, Meth. We're going to see if we can get him to type in some words occasionally on the keyboard. Sure. Uh, also, like and subscribe as we get going here. We're trying to get uh, quickly build this up to 10,000 subscribers we can. I don't know why that's a goal, but it's a goal number for me for some reason. Um, before we get to Igor, I just want to bring up one thing, Meth, and it's become a hot-button topic. There's lots of topics going on right now, but one of them is the Women's U18 World Championships being canceled by the IIHF for the second year in a row. There is, by the way, a petition going on right now if you want to sign it at change.org to see if they can... Get the IHF to reconsider. I think that's a long shot by any stretch of the imagination. But they did cancel the women's worlds, I thought, and they did eventually move them out to Alberta months later. Yeah. So maybe we yeah. can get to this now. I don't know. I don't know everything that's going on, Meth, and it's it's easy for us to sit here and say that this is an outrage and what I don't understand all the ramifications. But I do think they should have just said we are going to postpone it until we can find a place to, that can hold this, that everybody's safe, and all that as opposed to just outright canceling it. Yeah, and, and you know me, Wally. I don't like to bitch and complain about stuff just for the sake of it. You know, typically yeah. I don't say a whole lot when it comes to that kind of stuff. And um, in this case, though, it really hits because this is the second year in a row. And I understand economics is a huge factor. You know, it's got to generate a lot of money and perhaps it wasn't generating a ton. And But it's it's not fair, you know. And, and, and I was saying this in that tweet that I had posted when, I mentioned that, you know, I, I'd love to know that if my daughter, if and when my daughter's playing, assuming she got to that level, I'd know I'd like to think she would have the same opportunity as the boys. So I understand that we can sit here and you mentioned it, Wally, we can complain about it all we want. There's a lot at stake. And yeah. I, I think Gord Miller kind of touched on it a little bit too. He had a nice little thread talking about the money involved. And there's a lot more at stake than just, you know, uh, what we were talking about on the surface. So I feel for them. Yeah. Um, we're here to support them and we're going to keep pushing for some change here and hopefully they'll get an opportunity to do this tournament at some point. And there's lots of stuff that's been canceled of late. I think it's now six or seven IHF tournaments, which includes the Spangler Cup. And there was actually teams yes. there ready to play. Yeah. That I, there was one that ended up with 18 cases the day before, which is the host Davos and one team oh. that didn't actually end up going. But as yeah, we know- Yeah, Bobby uh, had to come back. <laughs> Bobby had to fly back home. Bobby he didn't Ryan. even do anything. Yeah. 
which is yeah. which is miserable, right? Because you miss your Christmas with arguably the best time when you have young kids and they understand yeah. what Santa's all about and it's that Christmas morning. So uh, if you haven't seen the video, go check his Twitter account out with his daughter who shows her paper cut finger. It's it's outstanding. Have you seen it, Beth? Yeah, I did. It was cute. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Um, all right. Uh, without further ado, I would like to bring in our good friend. Uh, Igor Sokolov, brought to you by whitewaterbeer.ca. There still time to, uh, That's right. Still time to get some before we head into the new year. Shop whitewater.ca. Uh, fill up on Farmer's Daughter or whatever else that is. Uh, makes your thirst buds, taste buds quenched. <laughs> uh, anyway, maybe I've had a couple. Uh, Drink Igor, white water. It's good beer. Happy, ha happy holidays. Happy holidays, guys. Happy to be back. So, so what did you do for Christmas? Well, <clears throat> I got the COVID, so I was oh. I was stuck in my house for last ten days now, my last day in quarantine right now, and yeah, I had a I had a pretty good plan set up for uh, for Christmas, but it always, you know, nothing goes in my way, I guess, in this life. So, yeah, I had to <laughs> had to be by myself in the uh, in the house for. But yeah, yeah, in the last ten days. So, how were the symptoms? Really? Were they bad or what? Uh the only the only problem I had was the first day, and I think I was just mentally so out of it because we went on the road trip in the U.S. and we we only played two games in nine days on the road trip. <clears throat> oh boy! All other days we were stuck in a hotel. We couldn't do anything because we got the pos <clears throat> first positives there and. And then they wouldn't let us do anything. So, yeah. And uh, then we come back home in Belleville and they tell us, you're probably going to have to all isolate and nobody's going to be allowed to go to home and, and spend home with the, you know, Christmas at home. And, and I was yeah. just like rattled, I guess. And next day my test came back positive And I think altogether I just got hit. So I couldn't move. I, like my body just felt like, no energy, no muscles on body. I tried to go like mm. walk upstairs to my room and like my knees start hurting, my legs start hurting, but I think it was just really? all together. My body was just, I was mentally just down as well. And you know, COVID hit it yeah. like that when you were down and next day after that, I was fine. And since then I haven't had anything else. Uh, by the way, I am disappointed you didn't use a flow water uh, when you were taking your sip of your iced coffee, I thought for sure it would have been full of flow water around the house. Hey, I'm out of it. <laughs> I don't have any. Yeah, I don't have any left anymore. <laughs> um, so, how long did it take to start feeling better? And I, I think there's, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. I think 18 members of the team or the organization with Belleville have tested positive. I, I can't. I'm. Has it just been like an ongoing conversation? Everybody's talking over text about how they all feel. Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been FaceTiming a lot, and most of the guys it was you know day number one, day number two, and after that everybody was mostly fine, I believe. So, which is which is good, you know. You don't want to you know anybody yeah. feel feel shitty and stuff, and you know health is really important. And yeah, I think most of the guys just had the first and the second day kind of just you know feeling really weak and headache and stuff like that, but nothing nothing too complicated, which is good. Yeah, we got we got probably around yeah, 20 cases in the team and it spread just like that like in no time we went from 3 cases to 9, 9 to 16 and 16 to 20 in spread of 4 days. Wow. 
Um, I don't want to. I don't want to talk much about COVID. I, you guys, if I'm not mistaken, haven't played since like December 12th or somewhere in there. Like it's been a while since yeah. you've been on the ice, right? So That's crazy. Yeah, we were supposed we were supposed to go on a road trip in the U.S. to Hartford, Hartford to Providence, Providence to Bridgeport, Bridgeport to Lehigh, Lehigh to Syracuse, and Syracuse back to Belleville and play at home. So they canceled the first game against Hartford because they were shot down. And then we went to Providence, so we played them. And the next day after, they tell uh, Nick. Apparently, the next day after, Scott Saburn fought the guy on their team, and he tested positive for COVID. The next day, well, basically that morning, his test came back. The next morning, and he was playing the game with COVID, and Scott Saburn fought him. And after that, we went to Bridgeport, played them, and then we went to Lehigh. So the it was on twelve. Well, on twelfth we played Bridgeport. That was the last game we played, and we were supposed to play on fifteenth yeah. against Lehigh. And literally on the game day, like one o'clock or something, I was eating my pregame, and one of the guys walks in and he just says, "Like, yeah, we just pulled three guys out. Basically, they, you know, they got COVID, and and I, I just put my mask on, straight in my room, hide, whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever is gonna happen." And they text us and they said the game is postponed. Then we went to Syracuse, got there, but we got our test back. We got six more positive, and we just took off to back to Belvong. And yeah, and since then we've been just in lockdown. So last game we played was on 12th, and last time I skated was 15th. On it was morning skate in Lehigh. So, so how much are you not looking forward to as a team to get back for that first skate? <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm looking forward to be around the guys again, I guess, you know. It's, yeah. And just be on the ice. I mean, I kind of, you don't realize how much you miss it until you miss it. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys been doing, so, Igor, have you me, been doing any exercise? Have you been doing anything been, to kind of keep up? Yeah, I, I took off first first three days because I knew I'm not going to do any favor to myself trying to push yeah. through, you know, my, my body is fighting the virus and, you know, last six, mm -hmm. like six days, seven days, I exercise every day and I feel great. Honestly, I feel great. Good. All right. So what would a normal Russian Christmas be like for you if you were back home? Because you would celebrate on the 24th, we, right? We don't celebrate Christmas, honestly. Okay. I think we, so what would it be Christmas like? is most, I think Christmas celebrated is, is on January 7th in Russia, actually. Okay. So like the New Year's. Yeah, New Year's New Year's is a big thing. That's where you, you know, get your family together, kinda, you know, have a have a dinner and then the president is president talks on uh like January first, like twelve twelve AM and then, you know, the next day comes and oh, he yeah. has like huge speech for like five five to seven minutes and then you go outside, do all the fireworks and all kind of stuff and then we have kinda our, our own Santa too who's you know dropping the presents off and while you're watching the fireworks outside. Oh, nice. What is what is your favorite all-time Christmas gift? My favorite all-time Christmas gift? Yeah. Oh, oh. there's so much. I will I'll go with shoes. Shoes is just shoes is just <laughs> a thing. <laughs> really? I this, like, you can't have you, ever you get can like a... never have enough shoes, I guess, for me. Ah, okay. Are you an air? But Jordan I mean, for player? me, I'm so easy. Anything, anything I get is always I just you know love it and I never complain about stuff. So, 
so what then what was Christmas like for you uh, in Cape Breton? Was it weird? Yeah, like my first year I came, I kind of had no idea how much people celebrate Christmas because for me it didn't didn't mean like well we celebrate we celebrate the new year is more than anything else so yeah and then i see all the decoration in the house and i was my bill my bill family is really really crazy about the christmas let's call it that way i know they're watching it right now but i'm gonna be honest so they love it and i mean and they just made me love it as well just all the decorations trees and all that kind of stuff and then you know the, the amount of time you spend with the family and dinners and all that kind of stuff you gain 10 pounds over you know over three days eating all the turkey and stuff and you know it's just and then all the presents and you know everybody's happy and smiling and so yeah I, oh, that's a, it was that, crazy that, but it was definitely a little switch that leads me to my other that, that's a good point there because now you've been in quarantine right around the holiday period so what have you been doing for food is somebody just dropping it off to you at home like how, or am i putting you on the spot with that question i don't know uh no i well they have the grocery delivery here and i i'm in my house so i basically ordered the groceries and cook it for myself so so what'd you do for christmas did you have anything special on your own by yourself or what <laughs> yeah, i keep it nice and simple i throw the chicken steak <laughs> or fish in the air fryer and i'm happiest guy in the world good man good man <laughs> all right um did is there a christmas tree in your apartment in belleville or in your house in Belleville? yeah is there are there any decorations yeah i didn't do what it what do though. you got <laughs> i got a christmas tree and it has belleville it has belleville bottles and belleville, belleville stuff and an ottawa senator stuff on there it's it's definitely you know it's definitely not not my 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 work but we got a tree and it's, it's nice good uh that's good all right we'll move on um i want to talk world juniors but before we get to all the games yesterday there was a guy that made a lot of attention because his name's Ivan Ivan, plays for the Czech Republic, but he did play in Cape Breton with you for a season. Uh, what did you guys, I guess, uh, say anything to him about his name or ask him any questions? Well, for me, I was, I was really wondering if it was true or not, like, because we called him Ivan Ivan, not Ivan Ivan. I'm pretty sure we called him okay. Ivan Ivan. I, I honestly don't know what what his name honestly is because I saw his Facebook page first when I saw like him getting picked to our team and his Instagram and his name was spelled A G what's that one with the J V N yeah. that's how was his name was spelled it wasn't oh, okay. Ivan so I okay. was like yeah i had to like i sent him a message and stuff and like so i saw it on instagram and i was like that's not i that's not how you spell ivan and then he came and he just <laughs> said, said like that's how you spell my name in czech and i was i was like i was it was pretty complicated but i obviously i see it all around and how people saying like his parents must be really creative and all that kind of stuff but yeah we call we just call him ivy and i never really really thought about it anymore and now yesterday i started watching the game and and i oh i see and the twitter is just blown up ivan 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 and i was like oh my god like <laughs> what is going on right now we did or it has been confirmed that uh despite the broadcast saying it was ivan is his middle name he does not have a middle name so his name is just ivan ivan uh not ivan 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 uh, all right 
So did you watch Russia play yesterday? And uh, were you a little concerned about their game since they lost six to three to uh, Sweden? Yeah, I, I watched. I watched the game. You know, obviously you wanna you wanna watch every game you can when when your count country plays. And you know, I played in that tournament as well. And yeah, obviously it's only a start of the tournament for me. Like for me, in my year, we lost to Czech in the first game, and uh, we were able to you know turn things around. And I hope it's just the first game, and the guys guys are really nervous. And you know, it's the best time of the year. It's you know. For for some of the guys, it's only one opportunity, like it was for me to play in that tournament. You know, some some guys, some you know, you see more kids now go going there and playing underage. Before you you always see, see the teams mm. only have like nineteen years old, usually before. But now I guess you know the kids are coming up and lots of great young players who go in there underage and stuff. But I see the guys who it's only you know they only have one opportunity to play in that tournament. In service, obviously a little concerning. I know you know seeing. Uh, you know, Askarov again pulled again, and that's his third World Juniors, and he was in that tournament with me when I played, and it's two years later, he's still playing in that tournament. So, I don't know. Yeah, well, I hope they can, I hope they can, you know, watch the game over and uh, turn things around, and because, you know, every game is there, there counts, and obviously, you know, you want to be in the pick when you go into the playoffs because it's only one game. Do you get surprised, I, I, I guess, when growing up, was the World Juniors a big deal in, in Russia like it is in Canada? Because you, as you come to Canada, you see uh, the level of intrigue and interest and all the attention it gets. What's it like back home uh, in Russia when it comes to World Juniors? Yeah, I think it's it's getting a little crazy there. I mean, obviously, well, like my dad right now, like it's like four or five in the morning and he still watches it. I'm like, why are you even watching these games? I'm not even playing. Why are you awake? Why are you texting me at 4 a.m. and tell me how this guy did that? And, and then you realize, like, <laughs> it's just the best time of the year. And, you know, people, obviously, my year, we were in Czech, in Czech. So, for, you know, it wasn't a big time difference. So, most of the country was able to, you know, watch the games. But when it's in, uh, you know, Canada, it's 3, 4 in the morning when Team Russia plays. And, yeah. you know, you see lots of people going crazy over it and, you know, cheer on your team. So, I think... Obviously, for Canada, it's the best time of the year. So, same thing for Russia. You know, you see all the guys, you know, cheering on. And, you know, when I came back from World Juniors back home and I seen the you know, amount of support people gave me, it was pretty crazy to see. Uh, I did a World Juniors 2013 in Ufa, Russia. And it was a great time. Like, the people were fantastic. Uh, really different, which is I, I really appreciated. And so, you could get a sense that the World Juniors were certainly building because uh, it was a fun time to be around. They also had cheerleaders in the stands, which was a lot more entertaining than just having uh, nobody, really. So that was a good thing. Eh? Gotta love the Russians. They have cheerleaders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ufa is a pretty nice city, too, eh? It was good, yeah. It was miserably cold, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Wally, was that... I heard a story... Was that of, the, uh, yeah. Wally, on that... Remember the guy you have it pinned on your Twitter? Is that... Was that guy a Russian dude that was yelling at you on camera when you were doing that he, little hit on the road? He he is Russian, uh, but it's did a, you get that translated? Weird dialect. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, didn't we have okay. this discussion? Well, I forgot. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so you never if said that. If anybody has, you'll have to show yeah, Igor. Um, yeah, he has no idea what we're talking about. But anyway, it was very. He was very. He was like uh, six foot six, right? 
He was a tall Jeez. man, imposing man. It's on my Twitter. It's pinned to my Twitter account. Yeah, anyway. Sorry. Uh, I kind of I interjected there at, at the me. wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> you should come to the show meetings occasionally. Um, yeah, I okay. know. I know. Uh, what can you tell? What I don't want to. Uh, this is obviously maybe Sting when I bring it up. Your World Junior experience. You lose to Canada in the final. Uh, JBD on the team, Jacob Bernard Docker for Canada. Have you ever had a chat with him about the game? He. He actually, we actually haven't really spoke about it and he haven't really gave it to me yet. Maybe, wow. maybe he's getting comfortable with me and he's going to give it to me at some point that they beat us. But we had a, a little conversation, I guess, like when we played against each other. But like I told him, like he knows I was there and obviously I knew he was there, but he never really chirped me about it. So that's kind of, it's kind of huh. weird. But I'm, I'm waiting for him to tell me that, yeah, we got the gold, you got the silver, eh? So we'll see if that's going to happen. You were up 4-1 in that game. I think you had an assist on the second goal, if I'm not mistaken. You're up 4-1, I think 12 minutes to go in the third. Free, you end up losing. We were up 3-1. Three, three oh, 3-1. Right, oh, wow. you lost 4-3. Um, I guess, like, take me through the end of that game and what it was like. Oh, I, I honestly, it's like, like, I remember it like it happened yesterday, to be honest. We were up 3-1. Then... They get a second goal, and it's a really, really crazy goal. I've never seen anything like it, to be honest. The guy was one time in the shot in the corner, and McMichael was skating by, like, to, I guess, top of the circle. He lifts his heel, of back of his leg out, and hits his heel and goes top corner. <laughs> so then, so we're at 3 2, and they obviously made their push. It was, what, seven minutes left, I think, when it was 3-1 or something. Then yeah. uh, they get a power play, you know, where it was kind of a, I don't know, I, I guess it's, it was a bad, bad penalty by our player. Off the face of, he cross-checked the guy, and, you know, it's going to cost. So then Hayden, Hayden puts it top corner then as well, and free-free, and we're, we're, like, they're on their toes, we're on our heels, we're, you know, they have all the momentum, and then, yeah, like three minutes left, I think. That's when I killed Thomas, walked in and kind of a broken play as well. And he gets on a breakaway and our goal is not sure if he should go for poke check or not. And he kind of hesitates and he just goes around him and scores. And and then after that, it's getting, it's getting even, even crazier. So they get a penalty, five on four. We pull the goalie, six on four. Then they flip the puck over the glass but it hits the camera. Oh, is that the camera? TSN. Right. <laughs> that hit the TSN camera. Right. So we all obviously fired. I remember that. Fi not fired up. We understand we're six on three. And if we don't score, we might as well all quit hockey. If you don't score, score <laughs> six on three in the final, we should all put our skates, you know, by above the picture and just put it into the wall. We're, we're done. Six on three. We're called a timeout. We have Igor Larionov, the professor. You know, writing all the all the stuff down for us. We're you know, it's two two and a half minutes left, and we have two minutes six on three. And the ref ref skates to us, so they hit the like the puck was going over the glass, and it hits the camera, and it stays in the ring. So we, and like obviously you know like it's a camera. It's we we thought it's not a part of the ring, right? It's not a glass and. The ref comes up to us and is like, yeah, EHF has the rule 
if anything is attached to the ring and it keeps the puck That's inside right. of the play, it's not going to be a penalty. Yeah. So they don't call a penalty on that. We get on five on back, six on four. We get a penalty. Our guy takes a penalty. Then we take another penalty. And it's, yeah. And we were just done. And yeah. Going from 3 1 with seven minutes left, we, you know, basically blew it ourselves, to be honest, because we were a way better team for 53 minutes of that game. Like everything was on our side, I believe. Like it's, you know, it's not about saying that we were better or something, but. I'm pretty sure we were dominating and, you know, score was saying And when the most important time, I guess, all the emotions and everything overwhelmed and the guys were just taking dumb penalties and it cost. Yeah, like that's a, that was in such an interesting game. And I do remember the camera now. And at the time when I was at TSN, I'm like, uh-oh, everybody's mad at the TSN camera. Um, <laughs> what was Igor Larionov like as a head coach? For my my year, he wasn't a head coach. He was assistant coach. That was his first year with the Team Russia. But he was running the power play. And when I went to the camp in Moscow and I saw him for the first time, and then he started running the power play. And it was like, holy, like, this guy knows everything. Like, he has everything already in his head. Like, just knows knows what's going on out there. And it's like... It's impressive. Like he was just doing everything like by the book. Like, he had a book in his head or something. I don't know. It was just going. Everything was by the book. And yeah, he was he was really fun to be around. And he, you know, he was a hockey player and he knows what is it to play for you know your country. And he would you know just pull you out to have a conversation with you and stuff. So he was assistant coach that year with me. Till he wasn't a head coach, but the next year he he was the head coach. So so was Bragging the coach that year? Yeah. Okay, so what was he like? Because he seemed to be very intense. He was—I he, think he was just—he was like a dad to oh, the okay. team. Like he was just a dad. Everybody, he just—you know—he—he he found a way all the time to glue glue your team together. Doesn't matter how, but he always found a way. And you know, if you go back and you always listen to the guys who played in that tournament, and they just call him basically a dad, like. Because he found a way to glue the team together and keep it together. And it's crazy to think of. Because after the tournament, I just I saw him and I looked at his eyes and I was like, like, you you literally put us all together. Like, we all came from different, you know, we, like like guy like me and a couple other guys. We were playing in North America. And those guys, a bunch of guys, we compete against each other for so long too. And, you know, kind of, it's, it's always a weird time. So like, some of the guys you saw for first time, ever like i you know i never played against yeah. those guys i never played with them like some of the guys i played like under 16 under 17 under 18 and you obviously got to find a way to glue the team together when they competed against each other so that was really impressive i think he's just you know he finds a way what do you do with the silver medal <laughs> um i have it in cape breton does it does, does it is it out? Like, does it stick? Are you still proud of it because you won a silver medal at at best on best in the world, or does it sting because you didn't win the gold? I think for me, obviously, you know, at the time you are you are mad and sad and all that yeah. and blah blah blah. But then you realize, you know, you're you're not tenth team; you're second team in the world. Obviously, we all competitors; we all love to win. It's as much as it sucks, but you gotta. Yeah. You, you got to realize that you're second best team in the world and 
you know, there were teams like, you know, USA, the guy, they had guys like Caulfield, Zegers, who were, you know, look at them, Turcot, by like, and then, you know, obviously Sweden, Swedish team and Finland team, like, you see, you know, you see a bunch of those guys who are right now already playing NHL level. And so at that time, I was like, you know what, like, obviously it's as much as sucks and stuff like that, but you gotta, you know, look at the reality as well. You're second best team in the world. And, you know, I'm competitive. I hate losing, but, you know, you gotta accept that and not be, you know, mad about silver medal. I mean, yeah. for a, for a little period of time you are, but after that, you've got to control yourself and, you know, be positive about it. Good for you. Uh, it's a great outlook to have. I, I completely agree. Cause we get, we hammer way too much on 18 year old kids and 19 year old kids about you lose this mm -hmm. gold medal, or whatever. And in fact, you should be proud that you're a silver, whatever, like to be among the top in the world at your level, uh, should yeah. be very proud of that. So good for you. I, Question on this year's Russian team. Every player except Askarov, if I'm not mistaken, shoots left-handed. How does this happen? Uh, I don't know what happened. They also don't have, they also didn't bring any North American players. Right. I'm just, ask I'm not sure too. what's going on there, but you need right-handed players. You need guys on power play. Right-handed, hooking yeah. one time the puck. Like you see teams with him yesterday, like Holtz, power play goal, one-timer. If Russia yeah. runs the power play from that side, that's another two seconds for the guy to receive the puck and shoot the puck. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, I don't know, that's kind of, I mean, I'm not making a call, but I think it's, <laughs> it, it, it shouldn't happen that you only have one right-handed player and it's your goalie. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So Canada's all their D are left-handed, which is an anomaly into itself as well. Is it easier to try and exploit guys on their back end? Like, Matt, maybe you can jump in here too of, how tough it is to play sometimes on your back end, which is obviously, I think, just trying to get pucks out on the back end, if I'm not mistaken. Hey, Matt? Yeah, well, the, it's it's difficult for a defenseman, for sure. But I, like, to Igor's point, if you're running a power play and you've got an umbrella and you're trying to set guys up for power play, for one-time shots, excuse me, it's such uh -huh. an easy, predictable situation for the, the PK guys. Like, if I'm a defenseman, I'm going to cheat where I need to cheat because I know that there's no threat on the other side, right? But on defense... You know, if you've got some capable guys that are big enough back there and can move, I don't see it being a big problem. But I do see it. A, I mean, that's a brutal, brutal issue to have if you're a forward group trying to run a power play and you've got no threat on that one-timer. That's not good. Absolutely. Like, so, I agree. Like, yeah. You know, good good players can find a way, obviously, defend defend yeah. on your out, outside, whatever. That's obviously, you know, not a – like, but you're there to score and – Power plays, you know, my experience at the World Juniors, there's not nothing much crazy go, goes on 5-on-5 five five when you play in be between Russia, Sweden, Finland, U.S. You know, I'm not taking all those other teams, you know, out. Like, you know, you see Slovakia giving, you know, giving some problems to U.S. yesterday, 3-2 game. Then you see Germany, yeah. and you realize, like, Germany could have had Stutzle, Piterka, I yep. believe Cider. Is he 2002? Ooh, I think so. They at least had the other two for sure. Yeah. yeah. And Reichel. They could have had those three. And oh, not Reichel's good too. Yeah. Yeah. He was at the yeah. World Championships last year, wasn't he? Well, because, wasn't he... yeah, I remember those guys because in yeah. my year, that was then when they played as a, and we walked in and it was their first year, whatever, they made it back to World Juniors to first division. And like somebody comes up to us and is like, there's, 
you know, a couple of kids around there, 2002, you know, they're, they're pretty good. And then we go out to play against them and it's like, they were 17 and it felt like, you know, when back in the, when they were 2016, when Laine, Puli, and Aho were player on, underage players. Finland. And they were absolutely incredible. You know, they, they won the championship for them. Yeah. So yeah. like, and then what? you see Germany and, and then it's like, obviously all those, but you know, I found that when you play against, you know, Sweden and all those guys, that's when, you know, power plays, that's, it has to click. And if you, it doesn't click, because Sweden, there's, they scored three goals on a power play yesterday. Here we go. Yeah. Russia scored zero goals on a power yeah. play. They won. Yeah. Special teams it's is huge. Three. And um, we were talking, you mentioned the world championship. I just don't want to lose my train of thought here. When, with Russia specifically, here's a question for you. We always knew when I, because I, I went over to three world championships with Canada, and we always talked about how Russia just would miraculously have, like, like my first year, we meet Russia in the quarterfinals. They struggle the whole tournament, right? So we end up playing them. We're a much higher seed. Play them in the quarters. It should be a walkthrough for us. All of a sudden, they get Tarasenko, Ovechkin. All these guys start coming over from North America <laughs> to join the team because it's heavily incentivized. You know, like like there's a, like I, from the rumor was Russia was always paying their players if they won the gold and would give them a Mercedes. Is there any truth to that? And were the world junior players getting any any kind of incentive for winning the gold medal? Like, if you guys won gold with Russia or anything, was the federation giving you guys some money? Or are you allowed to talk about that? Or are the KGB listening in right now? I don't know if I should talk about it. To be honest. <laughs> okay, so that answers my question. Yeah. So you guys, you you get you guys get, get paid for this. But the problem is, yeah, like you. You represent your country, and if you yeah, even if you get any medal, you get rewarded for it. Yeah, I'm not okay. you know I'm not gonna tell you how much we get and or what we get, but you get. <laughs> you get the. You I get, love. Um, hey, you get the. Cookie. I know. I put you on you the spot. I put you on the spot, but I just I just remember everyone always talked about yeah like. They're always they're always going to come over. Like when we heard Washington was getting kicked out of that first round or whatever it was, we knew that they were going to get a bunch of guys like Kuznetsov, uh, uh, Ovechkin, and I forget there was another player too. But yeah, so but we always knew they would get like a like a what different? Well, have you heard about this at all? I'm trying to remember the exact Mercedes <laughs> I, they all got. I I don't no, know. Eh? I, I I just thought it was cash, so I I didn't know. No 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 no. It was cat. It was like a hundred grand per player. I think it could yeah, have been so more I heard than that. Grand. Plus. Plus a Mercedes. See, Matt, you oh, know, you know oh, everything man. without me even telling you. So I will keep my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. Let's move on. So, yeah. hey, uh, Igor, question for you. Uh, this comes out of the blue. Would you go to the Olympics if they, if you were allowed? Would I go to Olympics? Yeah, yeah, like like right now. The NHL if going, if they so. said we have a spot for you, will you come over? I mean, that definitely would be a hard thing to turn down. Obviously. Yeah, especially with me having COVID right now, like I'm immune, so <laughs> yeah, I don't have to isolate myself about... for three to five weeks. But if I have opportunity to play at the Olympics, I would never shut it down. Like, there's yeah. that's a, yeah. and I get that sense from everybody. It's just the quarantine part. You could be stuck there for yeah, like five weeks. They said they said the China set everything up to just to burn down. Like from coming out of that too, you know, you got you go to the tournament and you get positive tests and you out for three to five weeks. What, yeah. Like, yeah. what, yeah, what is it? Who wants to do that? Exactly. That's what we were saying yeah. last Nobody week. Nobody will it want to. It makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway. 
why uh, who's going to win the world juniors and why is it canada the world juniors <laughs> is gonna the, the champions are gonna be our team russia and i told you why <laughs> because they have all left-handed players that's why they're gonna win that's the secret <laughs> that's the secret eh interesting okay i didn't that's a new I'm, system I'm with you, new okay. system they're making miss if i don't if they invite me to olympics i will have to turn turn yeah. to the left too you're gonna go left eh? okay uh igor who, who does your decorating so i notice you've got like something my wife would put up in our house which i've had to tear down over the years that sign there that says you know that live laugh love kind of stuff and then you've got a little plastic fern in the corner oh Did yeah you put those things there the, that's the guy who like basically given Lenos like, like we rent in a house from that's his like oh stuff so i'm insulting i'm insulting the homeowner right now i'm not actually insulting you yeah can, it's, okay. you know it's everything from him he has in the house i haven't <laughs> decorated anything in this house to be honest it's everything like Good. like it was and I don't mind little, all those little signs, I guess. I mean, yeah. When I, uh, when I was in the American league, when I played in the American <laughs> league, I was playing in Syracuse and I had nothing like no art, nothing hung up. I had a couch, an Xbox and my bed up in the loft. And that was it. That's all I had. That's like, so. that's like Tim Stutzla's picture. He just posted this week. Oh, TV, really? I didn't see it. Couch, bed and, uh, PS5, I think. It's amazing. It's amazing how much money you save when you aren't married. It's amazing. <laughs> Life facts by meth. Um, quickly, okay. So, Igor, uh, I wanted to ask you if you were to buy Christmas gifts for a couple of your teammates, uh, what would you get them? So, I wanted to start with Artem Zub. And uh, you would know him being Russian. I don't know how much you talk to him. I understand you don't necessarily spend Christmases hanging out uh but what if you had to get him a gift what would it be i would have probably got him the english english russian translator to get his english <laughs> to another level a hundred percent have you spoken to him yeah. much he's do you, doing do you good ever talk he's doing to him good. he's way better than he was last year but we gotta take him to the next level can can you help get him on the show and you translate for him well once i get a shot back will, up there we'll get him a okay we'll get him a sweatshirt we'll, you guys can have we'll try same wham hoodie and okay all right uh what would you get jbd jbd yeah <laughs> the guy that beat you for the gold medal what would you get him for oh him? man this guy this guy is the most professional guy you could ever like i don't know i will i will get him something i don't know some some cheat meal kind of stuff i would get him a milkshake from five guys oh yeah he you eats know, really get... clean eh he's not a he doesn't he eat like, super like clean. Food? it's impressive yeah oh well that's good for him don't you i mean it's not a bad too, I, I, hey igor you eat pretty clean too don't you now like yeah, you change your too. diet a lot yeah yeah it's good. I, I do eat a lot, but he's like he's the next perfect level. Yeah, yeah i would take so him to will... dairy queen yeah, we'll get him a gift card to the Dairy Queen for you know twenty five thirty <laughs> bucks. You know, couple, couple, uh, couple blizzards would you know? Okay. What uh, what would you get Troy Mann, your head coach in Belleville? The guy loves the coffee, so I would have gotten him the best coffee machine in the world. 
Okay. Is he like an espresso kind of guy or just straight up like coffee? Black? I think he could drink any coffee, to be honest. I come to the ring at eight in the morning. He's on already on fourth or fifth cup of coffee. So, you know, he's already, <laughs> I'm the same it way. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just like a ga gas in the car, basically. Nice. Okay. Nice. What would you, what would you get Drake Batherson? Drake Patterson. Oh. <laughs> well, now he got off the ice. I guess he could probably so buy whatever it is he him. wants now. But I'm just. Yeah, he he he's not drinking ice caps anymore. I believe so. I wouldn't give him a Tim's card. <laughs> <laughs> For Drake, I pro I know how much he loves the shoes too. I probably would have got him a nice pair of shoes if I was able to. To be honest. Ah, okay. Yeah, at some point, I maybe I will later on, but not yet. Because I haven't gotten anything from him, so. And he's <laughs> he making five a million a year. <laughs> yeah, he had that he wallet, you just a... extra wallet. And he, he had that wallet just laying around, <laughs> just not using it. So he offered it to me. It's not like he went and bought it for me. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm having a, I have an extra wallet in my backpack somewhere. So I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> that's great well you should hold then don't get him a birthday gift um can i ask you about all right let's ask about belleville since uh you're second on the team in scoring uh four goals 14 assists 18 points uh eight points in your last nine games belleville's won six of the last nine games you guys were getting on a roll so does it feel good now that you guys seem to have maybe turned the corner a bit plus uh i know early on all the call-ups and everything that was going on was decimating the lineup so it was tough uh, you got called up as well. Like, do you feel like this team is starting to come together a bit? Yeah, absolutely. If you look back, we started two and six. Yeah. So, you know, we got we got back up to five hundred, and you know, for Troy's obviously it was a goal before Christmas. Obviously, we got you know postponed like what five to six games before Christmas now, but it was a goal for us to you know at least be at the five hundred. Mark and yeah, I think all the team just you know obviously for myself speaking myself, uh, obviously I would love to have uh, more goals, but you know this year is just a little bit different than last year. I believe you know the league is league is way better than last year. It's uh, I, I will give it at least twenty five percent better because you know you don't have taxi squads and last year you see so many guys yeah. going back, going just over to Europe to play there because you know HL was just such a strange year and thirty five games and. Uh, but you know, I feel like I just kind of taken the game, my game to the next level, you know, seeing, you know, 10 assists last year, I already matched it with the, what I had in 35 games last year. So, and obviously the, the scoring chances, I'm, you know, like I have around 60 shots on that in 18 games is pretty good. So, you know, it's, I'm it's not, not concerned for me. I'm, you know, creating the chances, but for our old team, I think everybody's coming together, you know, see like, you know, guys like JBD, it was his first pro year and obviously at the start, you know, it was adjustment and, you know, even guys like me and like Cole Reinhardt, Kastelik and Lassie, we, you know, we were, we were rookies last year, but this year kind of a rookies again because the league is better, right? So we had to adjust to that again and, you know, and obviously we didn't have our captain Logan Shaw for a while and, you know, now we got him back and that kind of helped the leadership group in the dressing room and, I know, I think just, you know, so many new guys on the team and, you know, kind of, you know, weird start to the season where COVID hit at Ottawa and, you know, we were calling calling a bunch of guys up and then, you know, seven to eight, eight East Coast players were playing on our team and, 
you know they were losing games and then we all when we all came back it's kind of you know you know we turned turned it on and kind of get kept rolling and you know last last two games obviously they were pretty weird ones just because uh, yeah. you know didn't play anything else and obviously you know we got we got to take it as a positive you know 14 days off and we got 50 games left to play and so you know it shouldn't be, we shouldn't complain about not not being rested and stuff that's for sure yeah yeah might be too rested it's uh just a reminder um one of our sponsors bei by the way uh bonisher excavating inc helping to provide this show to you live uh and always on time bei bonisher excavating inc.com um igor is one of the things and i mentioned those eight points in the last nine games that's when you got sent back down so what was it like for you to go back down did you feel different playing that game after you had the taste of the nhl uh honestly i thought i just i went back went back with the positive mindset obviously and i was thankful for opportunity being up there it's kind of you know obviously it was not something how i imagined my first nhl game come by from you know guys getting COVID, and it's not you know it's, it's not a bad like it's not a bad thing obviously uh, you know i wanted to you know just prove myself that i'm ready and stuff like that and don't leave them any choice but it is what it is and you know i'm thankful for that opportunity that you know i was able to you know just sniff out what's nhl like and being around the guys and i just took the, all the experience back down watched the games over with my coach here ben sexton i usually watch all my shifts after every game so he he knew that really? i'm gonna ask for it so he had my old shifts you know caught up and you know positive and negative things and i thought it was more positive than negative and not you know mm. four games i you know created chance obviously didn't get my first one but you know it was a, a lot of lots of around the net and you know the way they auto wanted me to play to you know crush the net and being on top of goalie and not being afraid to you know protect the puck so i just came down here and kind of played the same way you know crushing and crushing the net and making plays when i can and you know it just paid off i guess and you know we yeah, and, and team right. went on the roll so i thought you looked really good um what would have been the biggest takeaway like you looked very comfortable out there that's what i'm trying to say what would be the biggest takeaway for you in your little short experience there getting up and then going back down what was your takeaway from the game and what you need to improve on? I think just like uh, even go back to when you we, we had a conversation with you like at the start when you wished me luck before the game and you know not to respect respect mm. the guys too much. So first was obviously in my mind I knew that you know I I belong there and you know I can be there obviously and but just uh, you know how quick I gotta make that decision with the puck how much less time i have yes so when i so when i'm back when i went back here i just kind of focused on that you know obviously you know maybe you will have one one or two extra seconds in ahl but if you make that decision you know one or two seconds it's gonna make make you know open everything up more more so hmm. that's what i i come kind of came back here and went on the part when i got on power plate you know tried to you know make a play as quick as i can and you know kind of all everything all together started kind of you know paying off and you know i started getting more chances and the guys were scoring and you know my assists are not the prettiest assists it's like rebounds and but you know so just yeah how quick you gotta make a decision with the puck that was the biggest take for me good for you uh um we've we've seen chat or questions in the chat i want to interrupt right now to completely take this in a whole different direction do you have a favorite christmas movie home alone Home Alone. Okay. And have you watched them all? Is there like three? No. No, okay. not all of them. I watched a little bit. Like, I just thought it was pretty funny, but 
I'm not the biggest, biggest movie guy, honestly. So, uh, you live with two goalies uh, in Belleville normally during the year, Kevin Mandelis and uh, Matt Sogard. What is it like to live with two goalies? Goalies are known to be a little different. This is very adventurous for you. Yeah, I'm kind of. My life is kind of surrounded by goalies. I guess my brother is a goalie, and now my two roommates is a goalie. So I can't get away from them. I, I mean, they're they're have... a little bit special. It's okay. I treat I treat them a little bit differently, but it's okay. We're we find a way. We're good. We're good. I mean, I, you know, I well, Kevin is going back to junior. I know him for five years now, and I have you yeah. know, I always have been really close to him, and you know, we always kind of talked and stuff, and we're close bodies and you know Matt is just a nice guy all around and you know last year he kind of came over and uh I kind of already made a friendship with him and yeah it's been fun honestly are you allowed to talk to them on game days um they talk to me a little bit <laughs> a little bit depends on who's playing if one of them is not playing I guess he's talking to me so other one is playing he's not talking to me so I kind of you know don't don't pay Fair attention, enough. but I leave them alone on the game days. After a game, I just, you know, if they, if they were good, I'm just going to talk to them. But when before the game, I'm just going to, you know, let them do their thing, whatever they're doing. Uh, have you did, I don't know, did you watch the U.S. game last night? Did you see Jake Sanderson play? I guess what's your opinion of him if you did watch him play? Um, I didn't watch the game yesterday, but I watched him playing against Finland in pre-tournament. And obviously, I see his highlights and... It's unbelievable player. Like, he's he's gonna be a good one for uh, that organization. You just watch him. You know how confident he is, and you know his second second tournament last year. You know he kind of taken that experience from last year, and for sure he has a great year in NCAA right now as well. And and just you know watching, I I, I kind of just watch his highlights sometimes too because I want to see what kind of player he is, and it's pretty fun to watch. Uh, finally, before we go, I went and looked at your headshots uh, over the last couple of years, and I, I see now you've got a hat on or a toque on that covers up your hair. But if you take a look, um, Igor, these are the headshots of how you've changed since 2018 uh, when Alex rolls it in here. And I want you to explain to me, is your mother okay with the way that your hair looks now compared to when you were a nice, clean-cut young boy? <laughs> oh, There wow. we go. Okay, nice. look, 2018, and now 2020, you've just let yourself just go here. <laughs> well, okay, I have, a, I have a good excuse. 2020, everything <laughs> locked down, no, no haircut places. Then that was just a bad hair day on that media day. <laughs> you know, that's one of those days when you have no control over your hair. So I, I mean, I my mom, that's my, like. mom li my, my mom likes likes my hair. She's never really she she didn't tell me to cut it off. Like sometimes I wake up and it's like on a game. It's either way a game or it's just below the ground, like below the ground. It's either way it's <laughs> nice and pretty or it's just awful and all over the place. It's no middle. So, so twenty twenty one was one of those days where it's awful. <laughs> Which one of these would be an A-game photo? Um, See, 2018, I mean, you look older than all of them. 
Yeah, 2018 is my like second year. It's my last year in junior. <laughs> no, no, 2019 is my last year in junior. That's when I went to Columbus camp. Yeah, that's a Columbus photo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I like my long hair. I mean, but like 2021, that's that's an awful day. So I will go with like 2020 isn't too bad. Like, it's a little bit. Oh. It's you not too like bad. A... Like, I mean, 2018, probably the cleanest one. It's, yeah, it's that fisheye from 2020, where it's all the, which all the team had to go through. You have yeah, no the, shoulders. The pictures there were awful. <laughs> I look like I'm taking a picture for prison, to be honest. <laughs> so good. Uh, Igor, we, we've, uh, appreciate you taking the time to sit by and chat with us. Uh, always a pleasure to see Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Do you have it? Do you do New Year's resolutions? Do you have one? Sorry, what? Do you have New Year's resolutions? Do they have that in Russia where you, I don't know, plan a new thing for the next year of what you want to accomplish? In 2022, I, I'm going to whatever. You know what? I kind of, I made myself. I'm telling myself I'm just going to live the life day by day, to be honest, because with this COVID yep. stuff in the world right now going on oh. and everything's going on, I'm just taking my life day by day. Mm -hmm. I always Good just day. try Completely to find a way to get better, try to get better the next day, wake up and be better than I was that's yesterday. Fair. So that's kind of my goal. I just, when you're our age, you just try to wake up each day. That's how it is for me. Fair enough. <laughs> anyway, take care. Uh, enjoy the few last days of, of 2021 and getting back on the ice tomorrow. And we look forward to seeing you back and playing some hockey, my friend. Thank you. There goes Igor Sokolov, member of the Belleville Senators and Ottawa Senators, as we hope to see him back up here. Uh, I, I just, I could talk to him all day long, Matt. No, yeah, he's a good interview and he's, 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 uh, he's very outgoing, isn't he? So it's, um, yeah. I think those are the guys that always seem to make really good careers for themselves, especially the Europeans that come over initially that don't speak much English. I feel like all the guys that t seem to really gain a lot of the success have those outgoing personalities and, you know, aren't shy to kind of integrate into this new society and they watch all the American movies and the American, listen to the American music. And that's usually how they learn. So I know that was one of Eric's tricks with Carlson. He was saying that when he came over here, he just watched a ton of TV. It was a ton of Canadian and American television. And that's kind of what, polished off his English for him. Yeah. And same with Anton Volchenkov. I always remember like he barely spoke. I, I feel like he played eight years with Ottawa and I may have had two interviews with him the entire time he was here. Yeah. He just, yeah. but he always watched, uh, he had a bunch of DVDs in his house and he just watched movies to learn how to speak English. I, hmm. I'd be funny which ones he like, I hope it wasn't Pulp Fiction where he learned to speak English because that would probably be a challenge. <laughs> It's a great movie, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> Any Tarantino movie works. Yeah. Uh, before we go, I, I I have some questions for you, Meth. And uh, since oh, there's no sense going now. on, by the way, uh, before we yeah before we uh, switch over to that, um, Philip Gustafson and now Anton Forsberg, Ottawa's two goaltenders, are in COVID Saw protocol. That. So, yeah. uh, it, depending on how this all plays out, Gustafson should be able to come out and be ready. However, one, we don't know when they're playing again, but two is we don't know how Philip Gustafson actually feels right now. So he could be eligible to come out. That doesn't mean he's necessarily symptom-free or feeling that great. As we know, it's it 
it does have an effect on not having skated for a while and, and just deconditioning. So uh, interesting yeah. to see how that's going to play out in the next couple of days. But uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you, since there's no hockey, uh, at least till tomorrow at the very earliest, mm-hmm. is there any, if we look at the top 10 or the top six standings, and even the bottom six, we can put them together, uh, brought to you by, by the way, by gongshowgear.ca. They do have a uh, Boxing Day sale going on all week long. You can head over to gongshowgear.ca and check that out. But here are the standings. Are there any surprises in the top six for you right now? Oh, not really. To be honest with you, that top six is pretty consistent with, I think, most of our predictions. Um, And of course, you can argue, you know, one through six, you can shuffle some of those teams in and out and switch them up. But um, not so much there. I am surprised Ottawa sitting in 30th. Uh, if they can continue to play the way they did most of that month of December, just and, and I'm not expecting them to win as much as they have or upset as many good teams, yeah. but if they if they can keep up with that play and remain somewhat consistent, you got to think they're going to leapfrog a couple of those teams up front, like like Seattle, Buffalo, even New Jersey. I, I feel like Ottawa's a better team when they're playing and they're on. They're a much better team, so we could see a little bit of movement there. My only confliction here, like I'm conflicted rather. Is just the, that lottery pick, right? I think at this point, and I'm in the camp that believes, you know, if you're not going to make the playoffs, you may as well tank. It sounds terrible. And I, I don't want people to, you know, jump down my throat for that one. But I just, I'd love to see them get another top pick. I think it would be really good for the team. I know they have a lot of prospects, but uh, it's up for grabs. And there's some pretty good players coming up in this next draft. But we'll see. Yeah, interesting to see, like, Buffalo... I, I know they should be there, but at the beginning of the year, they started almost like a house on fire, right? They were one of the top four teams, I think, in the Atlantic. Yeah. I know they started – that's all I'm saying is people get so excited when they first – teams first play the first 10 games and they think that that's how the year's going to yeah. go. But Buffalo but, was one of those teams up there. And Detroit was, I think, struggling at the beginning, and now they're playing a little bit better. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. That all plays itself out, though. Like, I forget who told me, but the cream always rises to the top, right? And you let the season Absolutely. play out a little bit here. And all of a sudden, everything falls into place where it should be. When you're playing 82 games, those little hot streaks, you know what I mean? Like, they don't do a whole lot for you. Consistency yep. is the key. And and that's, you know, I mean, I know I'm saying the obvious. But I think now, coming in after Christmas, you're starting to see what, what the standings are going to look like, likely toward the, you know, for the rest of the year. There might be the odd upset here and there. Yeah. But this is more or less what it's going to look like going into the playoffs. Well, some of the middle teams that are interesting to me, and you can tell me what you think. Like, yeah, there's there's Pittsburgh's a dog fight in 10th. the middle. Pittsburgh's been on fire, yeah. right? And but now yep. I think they just put a they put like six players in COVID today. Uh, yeah. Calgary's 11th, Vegas 13th, Edmonton has dropped. Now they're 15th in the league, and I'm yeah, starting to that's, think that that's, that's a surprise might be where they should be though. I, I'm not <laughs> sure, Matt. Like I. I've never been a big. I. I it's probably because I don't like their blue line or their goaltending that much as. as I just haven't been that well sold on the way they play. And the COVID, end, right? They've got great yeah. guys up front. Yeah, and and I don't mean to, I don't want to veer off again. I just wanted to throw this out there quickly. Like, as we're talking about the break and the teams and the standings, like you look at New yeah. Jersey, for example, this break couldn't have come at a better time for them. They'd lost, I want to say it was like six or seven in a row. And then conversely, you mentioned Pittsburgh. They were on like a seven-game heater, and then they hit the break where it's probably the last thing yeah. they want. And the same applies to Ottawa, right? So, it sucks. You know, the current landscape's brutal for that. You know, it's unpredictable. You know, you can, we look, look at Belleville right now. You can have how many players on the shelf with COVID where you have to shut things down. So um, it's probably going to remain like this for a little bit until most of the teams, till, till COVID rather run, runs its course through most of these teams. And then hopefully they're immune and they can keep playing and you're not going to see the disruptions that you're seeing. Um, 
I just don't know at this point what the answer is. I think was yeah. it the NFL, Wally? The NFL and the NBA are now adopting a different approach where they're not they're not testing asymptomatic guys anymore. Is that what's happening? Did you see that? Or they've, am I wrong? I don't know how it's all playing wrong. out, but they've talked about. But it, it's either been discussed or they're doing it that way. I can't remember. Yeah, what it is. I'm not I'm advocating for any of it. I, I don't yeah. know enough. Yeah, I don't know enough. I'm just saying, you know, we're seeing all these cases pop up now, and it's like, at, at what point? You just have to either shut it down for a while or you slow down the cases where you're not, you know what I mean? Like some of these guys are completely asymptomatic. So that's going to be the question, I think, moving forward that the NHL is going to have to figure out. Uh, before we go any further, has your wife texted during the show? Are you okay to continue? She does not listen to me, Wally. And <laughs> God knows she ain't listening to me right now. <laughs> yeah, so, but last time I mean, we did when a we... show, she texted and you were in trouble. Yeah, what was that about again? I don't remember. I mean, I'm always in trouble with something. I'm trying to remember what it was. Yeah, that so specific. I just time. want to make sure we're okay. Yeah. Oh, we're good. Well, whatever. I'm okay right now. I think. I think my. I think my daughter's sleeping, and she's keeping my son company. So yeah, we're good. Uh, okay, we'll flip to NHL scoring leaders. Is there a surprise among the top six of any of them where you've got Drysaddle, McDavid, Ovechkin, wow. Nazem Kadri, Kaprizov, Stamkos? I mean, what the obvious, and you've already got it highlighted, is Kadri. I don't think anybody had him in the top five going into the year. So, I mean, yeah. you're going to see guys like this occasionally pop up and have these ridiculous seasons. And um, good for him. You know what? He's grinding through it, and he's getting getting a little bit of success. And he is a hard worker. I mean, um, I didn't always have the time of day for him when I played against him because he was pretty unpredictable, right? Like, he, he could be floating yeah. around all game, and then all of a sudden just lay a dirty hit on a player. I think – um, that's part of his game and I got to commend him for it. I mean, it makes him effective. Uh, but yeah, I mean, those top three are no brainers. Ovi at this age to me is a huge surprise. I know for many, it's probably See, not, but I think, yeah, like you're 36 years old and you're still putting up those numbers. That's insane. So you got to give him props. And, and then Kap like Kaprizov, you know, number five, a young guy in a second year. It's another guy that Obviously, I mean, he's like, what, 35 years old? But other than that, I was, I was gonna he's say, doing he's not pretty that well. Young. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but I mean, those are all the usual suspects otherwise. I think Ovechkin, if this continues the way it is, wins MVP. I mean, yeah, you can make an argument for it, for sure. I, 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 I can't stress this enough. Like, Wally, I know you can speak to this. Like, for me, like, I'm always, like, you know, hinging my legs, sitting down. Everything's creaky. I'm sore. And then meanwhile, I'll yeah. turn the TV on and watch Washington play and Ovi's out there doing his thing. Now, his Same games, game. it's it's always evolving, right? Like, you know, you watch him play now. There's some funny clips that you can find him kind of just coasting up the ice, right? Just into coasting his down the wing. The one yeah. time. Straight legged, straight legged. Yeah. But he's just waiting you can't take anything away from him because he does occasionally have a really physical edge to him and he still does. So, um, again, I, and I know a lot of my friends are, that's his, that's their favorite player. I've had to over the years get his yeah. get get his jersey signed for some of my buddies because they all love him so it's gotta give it to Ovi. he's a great ambassador of the game and he's still doing his thing okay so in their heyday you have crosby and ovechkin which one do you take to build your team around uh, probably crosby um only because well he's got the numbers to to to, to back it yeah and he's got the cups i and he's been doing it for how many years now so i i gotta go with sydney i i think for me, he makes everybody around him that much better. He's a good setup guy. He's really strong on his skates. Really good passer. He's not good leader. flashy. No, and and I hate comparing the two. I just you know because I, yeah. I don't want to take anything away. Because they're from complete Ovi. opposites. I, 
Yeah, and I'd love to have Ovi on my team as well. I mean, if you're if you're going to pigeonhole me into picking one, respectfully, I'd, I'd have to go with Crosby for sure, just because of the numbers and and his uh, track record. Uh, you brought up tanking earlier, and I'm curious if you're on the team right now. So if you're Brady Kachuk, are yeah. you okay with that mindset? No, of course not. I mean, if you're Brady Kachuk, you want to win games. None of those players, and, and I can speak to this when I was playing, no one ever gave yeah, a shit about the draft I mean. picks, right? Like, you don't give a shit right. about a 17-year-old that hasn't even been chosen your team yet. You only care about Who's the Who's coming to real. take your job. Exactly. So... It's and and beyond all that, it's in everybody's best interest to play well. It's in everybody's best interest to win games. The coaching yeah. staff looks better. You're likely going to have more of the same core group of players the following season because you're heading in that right direction. But when you start to struggle, when you start teetering towards the bottom of the standings, you know changes are coming. You know you're probably going to lose one of your closest friends at the trade deadline and or in the summertime around free agency. So uh, players... Do not even, it doesn't even cross their minds, right? The tank thing is more a, um, you know, a yeah. media person, a media, uh, a fan point of view kind of thing, because selfishly, we want to see another stud come into the lineup and help the team move forward. But yeah, it's not something that I'm sure the assistant captains and the captain and Brady Kachuk are advocating for in the group. Uh, I know you don't, well, it's been busy because you have a small family. And so sitting around to watch eight hours of World Junior Hockey yesterday was probably tough. Yeah. My question is, did you see Mason McTavish's goal? I did. I did. Where he does this. So I was in and out of the game because, of course, my kids are running around and we have Christmas presents uh, littering yeah. the home. But I did watch that, that that specific goal. That was beauty. The amount of time and space he had. The only thing I was curious about was the last little move, which was very subtle. Right before he scores, he kind of carries the puck underneath the guy's stick. And it was so... Yeah, casual, almost like a you know in practice, Wally. Like when your kids were growing up, you'd have like it's, a big pylon with a stick, kind of creating a little triangle, yeah. and you'd put the puck through. Yeah. Um, but he he did it so effortlessly, and then he goes far side shelf. I believe it was far side. It could be wrong. Um, but yeah, really, really nice play. And those are the plays I don't expect to see from him, right? Because he seems like a like you know like that like that like gritty bull. kind of like a, yeah like yeah. a power like a power forward, right? You don't you don't expect that right. finesse out of his game, so. Is that the kind of play you're going to see from him if he does make it to the NHL level? I don't know that that's something you're going to consistently excuse me, see out of his game. But those flashes are a nice thing. And uh, um, I, I just think he's the guy that really will have to lead the charge. One of them, especially up front with Canada right now. Because you look around the group, you don't have a lot of returning guys. you got Perfetti, as we mentioned on the last show. But those are the guys like Tavish that are going to have to Only set, two guys. Yeah, and goal, goal. Yeah, and goal. You, those are the guys that are going to need to step up. And... Uh, uh, it's it's refreshing to see it. They had a rough, really rough start where a lot of us, I think, we're all kind of wondering, oh boy, is this going to be indicative of the rest of their tournament? But they turn it around. Yeah. It's the first game. I'm happy for Dave Cameron because he's a great guy, great coach. Um, that, to me, was the biggest thing. I The first guy I thought of was Cameron. And then all of a sudden, they start slowly coming back, and I just felt good for him that they were coming back into the game, and then they get the win. So uh, I, it'll be curious to see how the rest of the tournament pans out. That McTavish goal said two things to me. One, it seemed like he was on an ODR. It just he's just toying with everybody, it's right? It's like two and just yeah. Everybody's just kind of sticking their stick out. And then two, it's I guess yeah. probably the ease, right? It shows how comfortable he is on an mm. international stage at the biggest moment, whatever. Yeah. I'll say millions of people watching. And he's just yeah, he's out confident. There dangling kids. That's right. That's, that's, yeah, well, that's I, he's he's on a different level. 
it's an NHL player playing with junior junior players, right? Like yeah. that's what it is. And and that's where you see the difference all the time. And um, you start playing with adults, guys that have kids and stuff like that. And then you get, you go back down to play at the world juniors. Like you're, you've already got a huge advantage over the rest of that group. And he's not alone. Of course, there are other NHL guys there, but more specifically yeah. in his case with the, with the style of play he plays. And I'd like to see more of that from Canada. We saw some, like some of those hits Wally, like I, they were dangerous, but clean, but it just goes to show you that, 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 that margin and how much different it is when you've got a bunch of man, man children coming in and playing with guys that are still developing. Like yeah. that's the recipe yeah. for disaster for some of your opponents, but good for Canada. They, they, they got through that first game. Uh, Canada next plays tomorrow, or I guess it's the 28th. Yeah. So tomorrow they play Austria. Yeah, tomorrow. Their second game. Yep. Um, Jake Sanderson, we've talked a lot about uh, Tyler Clevin also on Team USA. They come away. They also have a victory, 3-1. Wally, did you see any of that game? I didn't see any of the U.S. game, full disclosure. So So, how do they look? The problem, well, it's tough to to really see a lot of, to me, Jake Sanderson's game. He played 24, uh, 20 minutes. He played over 24 minutes. Um, Yeah. The thing with him and a lot of the USD, like, the U.S. carried the play so much. They're in the offensive zone. You don't really get a chance so you to don't see, really see them yeah. play that well defensively. Yeah, yeah. But when he takes the puck and skate, he like if I don't know if you could take, and I, I don't have any technical wizardry to do this, if you were to show me Thomas Shabbat and Jake Sanderson skating up the ice together, it, to me it would look the same. They just are fluid. Really? It's just effortless. Ah. He just, yeah. He just, and there's so, so he's much. Got that same long, thing with Mason. He's Cavs. got that long He's got stride. the confidence. Yeah. He could, yeah, you just yeah. get the sense he can skate through everybody and that he doesn't want to all the time. He's like, well, maybe I shouldn't show off to everybody here. Uh, I, yeah. His game was really good. And good. He, I think he played four minutes more than anybody else on Team USA. You can see where they lean on him, obviously. like, And if you're playing that much at the World Juniors, you know that you are among the elite. Well, right? and, and, I, and, and so Wally... People, the yeah, same, but- Wally, the same applies. Just the last note from for Team Canada yeah. with defensemen. That's why I'm, I'm going back over to Canada. Like, Owen Power, I know he had a hat trick, but, oh like, is anybody surprised? Like, he, he was dominant, dominant at the World Championships. Like, when he, we were watching him play against all these adults, like these big boys, yeah. and he was killing it. And he, there was the, you could see the progression throughout the tournament. And now, all of a sudden, he's back in a junior tournament, like, eight months later. Like, no wonder he's killing it out there. So... Um, I think Canada's got a real opportunity here. Some of these players that they have, geez, it's it's going to be exciting to watch. And I can't wait for that matchup. Like the like the Sanderson Owen Power, all those guys. Like when they start playing the big dogs and those big teams start playing yeah. against each other, it's going to be a, it's going to be a treat. Uh, Owen Power, the first Canadian defenseman, if you didn't hear, to have a hat trick at a World Junior game, which is amazing to me when you think back of all the stud defensemen they've had on that blue line. It's it's crazy yeah. to me. Um, yeah. The other thing is. Uh, I looked up uh, Thomas Shabbat's ice time at the World Juniors just to compare to see how about what kind of ice time he should kind of expect for Jake Sanderson. Uh, three times, one, two, three, sorry, five times he played over 24 minutes out of seven games. And that last game was mm. obviously the one where he played 43 minutes and 53 seconds of an 80-minute game. Uh, it's amazing to me still to say that number. Like, it's 44 minutes of an 80-minute hockey game. So impressive. I don't know how they do it, but you know, you're in there <laughs> sucking back those Gatorades and, and you've got these little salt packets and wow. you just do what you can to get through yeah. it. But yeah, when you're a skater, especially, and you're not just out there kind of, you know, behind the play, you're, you're literally dictating the play with all those minutes under your belt. Yeah. That's, that's very impressive. Yeah. 
World Junior Chat brought to you by Bonisher Excavating Inc. BonisherExcavating.com, helping shape the Ottawa Valley. Before we go, what time did you get up on Christmas morning? Uh, I was up before everybody else, uh, probably around like 6.30, 7 o'clock. Yeah. I mean, I can't sleep in, Wally. You know that. I'm, in, I'm a morning guy. But I'm, you know, <clears throat> you know, conversely, I'm, I'm like also not a night hawk at all. Like I know you are. But I'm in bed at like, like if I could go to bed at 9.30 every night, I would. And I'm very disciplined in that. It drives my wife crazy. Like we could be like three quarters of the way through a movie and I'll be like, nope, done. And I go to bed and we'll watch no. the rest tomorrow night. Uh, it drives her nuts. Yeah. Yeah. You so. can't stay up for 20 minutes? Well, no, what do you okay. got to get to? If there's 20 minutes left, that's fine. I guess that was a bit of an exaggeration. But if there's like 35 <laughs> minutes left and it's already 10 p.m., I'm shutting it down and I'm going to my bed. Really? Wow, you're yeah. such an old man. Um, yeah. I got up at uh, Creature of Habit. 9.30, I think it was. <laughs> you got up at 9.30? <sighs> yeah. What are you like? Oh, I got a question. What are you, Wait, a teenager? I got to ask this question before I forget. Okay, yeah, I go ahead. I didn't sleep well that night, and then the kids didn't get up, so I just stayed in bed. Um, it's Lisa's birthday on the 29th. I can't find one of the gifts. So I don't know. Do I have to go buy a new one, or can I just say... Honey, there's a gift in the house. I got to find somewhere. You'll get it when oh, I find it. What? I, what's the right choice? I hate, listen, I hate birthdays. I hate Christmas. When I say I hate, I mean, I don't like, I don't like the gift exchanging. You know, like I just, it, right. it just, it just stresses me out. I understand for kids, you know, get them a couple gifts. Absolutely. But like, like adults exchanging, you know, like get, I get a card or maybe doing something nice for each other, but like. So you're asking the wrong guy. Like Ellie and I had an understanding for Christmas this year that we were not exchanging gifts. We didn't buy gifts. You know, it was all about the kids. Um, I still got her a card and wow. like a little bottle of champagne and stuff like that. She didn't get me anything, uh, but I'm not about that life. It's not for me. Well, I, the fact you brought so, it up so, makes so me think you're about it. I deflected. Yeah, so I, I kind of veered off there. So in your case, Wally, I mean, yeah. I don't want to know what it is because in case she's watching, maybe she's seen this, but um, I think you're shit she out of luck. She doesn't know where I am. Okay. Really? Right, I got to go get a new one. Okay. <laughs> um, and finally, I got this last this text Christmas morning. Um, this is a dad and his son. Dad, yeah. do you feel like getting up? I'll put coffee on for you. What time is it? Almost six. What time is it? I don't know. What time is it? Uh, 3.30. Oh. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. Oh man, I'm that's, sure I'll get there at some point. But yeah, we're not there yeah. yet. Well, that's what I thought <laughs> you might be at. Yeah. So no, you're not there no, yet. no, okay. no. Our kids love to sleep. They're they're good sleepers. We're really lucky. You are lucky. Okay. So, did you build any? Is he into Lego yet? Yeah. Okay. But my wife thought it was a good idea to buy him like eight plus Lego. So we got him like this. Oh, freaking Avenger, like an Avenger set with like, it's so intricate, right? And like, so the poor guy, he doesn't know what he's doing. He just turned four. Nope. And the only way you can do a puzzle is you, if you literally sit beside him and build it for him. So I'm like, here I am, right. you know, scratching my head thinking like, why? But if I say something, she'll just get mad at me. So I just let her, Gets you know, it. like, just go buy him more puzzles. It's fine. Or Le you know, Lego puzzles. Lego City. Get Lego City. That's the stuff. I built my kid. Are those the bigger table. ones? The bigger, the bigger pieces? Yeah. It's, it's, well, no, that's, uh, I can't remember, but Lego city is, they're just the cars that are much easier to handle and there's a lot smaller to build and it doesn't take you 12 hours to build. Oh, I piece. see. I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Fair enough.
Yeah. yeah. He's into puzzles now. I'll, He's a big I'll, puzzle guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I yeah. can see you doing a puzzle. Oh, you can? <laughs> do you think I'm, do you think? No. <laughs> no, not at all. We, anyway, no, the kids had a good, they, the kids had a good Christmas. We, it's been tough though, because yeah. the weather's been so miserable. Like it's dash 12 outside right now. So we can't go to the outdoor rinks. Yeah. And because of COVID, it's so hard to book ice times. Like you have to go online now, right? On the city of Ottawa website and book time slots for the public skating. Yeah, yeah. And they're always, they're always booked up. Like I can't get them out anywhere. You should so build one. I'm going to do. Build one in the backyard. Uh, the only area you've that got, I can build one right now is about the septic. acres in that Manitick. We have we have some space, but the only area that's level is above the septic bed, and apparently you shouldn't uh, do that. So I'm kind of shit out. No, because it no. All right, well I'll try and move it around. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, so we are back. I think Thursday. If you're not doing anything, yeah, I can do it. I can do All it. Right. Uh, the boys are playing, so we have uh, DJ's back. I guess. When's the boys' next game? Because they just canceled the other one, right? Did they just postpone another? Well, we game? don't know. Like it's, yeah, but is it? I don't know if they're going to get to Pittsburgh on Friday. Pittsburgh just put six people into protocol today. Oh, so they're not playing. There's no chance. Well, I don't. Like nobody knows when they're coming back. So they're going to oh, continue to skate yesterday. They skated today, and now we wait to see if there's going to be games. I so, I would be shocked so, if they played Boston or if uh, Pittsburgh. Okay. Excuse me. So what do we want to talk about on Thursday? What do the fans want to listen to, you think? I have a guest lined up. Well, we can ask for oh, you do? questions, but I have a I have a guest lined up. Okay. So I, we haven't discussed if we're doing this live or not though, Matt. I guess we should probably <laughs> have this at some other point. Oh, well, whatever. I'm I'm easy. I got I got the Ethernet cable running through my room now. We're all set. But uh no, I'm excited for that and I hope yep. hopefully we can get some games back going, man. I'm starting to lose my mind. Like these evenings are long. Well, then we'll take care of that for you. Mm, Join us good. in our next episode. Uh, that's the Wally Mathot Show. Once again, thanks to all our partners, BEI, Sports Interaction, Gong Show, and, of course, Whitewater. Enjoy a couple of those today if you're not doing anything and you want to sit around and just watch the snow melt, if it does. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks again to Igor Sokolov. That's the Wally Mathot Show. a brutal ending. <laughs>